0: This is Transcend with Nat, where we're discovering our higher purpose, sharing stories and awarenesses along the path of transcendence. Hi, and welcome to Transcend with Nat. This is Nat. I'm your host today. I'm excited to be talking to you more and continuing to discuss with you the ideas and concepts of how we can move more fully into that fullness of God's abundance, the idea of growing into God's abundance, to moving into that fullness within ourselves, um, into that connection, and that awareness of that connection with that source of all things, that energy that floods throughout creation and that all of creation rests upon. And in doing that, I'm going to continue to use excerpts from Manifesting God's Abundance, which is a seminar from my spiritual teacher, John Roger. And you can get that whole seminar at msia.org. I'm going to start by really just moving into the first excerpt to get the tone started with this. And speaking of that, actually, on another note, I'm, I've started a sub-stack. And that's a place where you can um, write newsletters and and people can subscribe to those newsletters. And so if you're already on my mailing list, you're going to get information about that. Uh, But if not, you can head over to my website, transcend.online, and you get more information. Sign up there to receive that newsletter and to read that, or you can look me up as Nat Sherratt, S-H-A-R-R-A-T-T, on Substack. Um, And I'm going to be putting out one article a week for right now. And that article, that post, will be on Monday mornings. And it's really an idea to set the tone for the week going forward and just reminding those who care to be reminded of living a positive life moving more into the fullness and all those good, wonderful things to live a happy life, to enjoy your life uh, that we discuss here on this podcast. And so this is just another opportunity to touch into that. So let's go into this first excerpt.
1: Our job then is to grow into the abundance of ourselves and let it manifest. Now we say, let the light shine through you. Let the light come forward. Now if you look at the biblical scriptures where they say, let your light so shine that it glorifies the Father. That's what we're dealing with. Because they know if your light is there and you're here, that means you have a connection with a lawgiver who is allowing the light to come shining through and function as you and you can function as it as long as you function in abundance.
0: As I was saying before, this excerpt really taps into the bigger picture of what we're working with here, which is that light. And this is the more spiritual side of it, you know, that light moving through you, working as you, and you working as it. And to do that, it's part of that is functioning through God's abundance in order to do that. That's really just the core message here is moving into that fullness of that awareness of who you truly are, a, which is that oneness with the divine source of all, that energy that is behind all creation and allowing that energy in a greater way, which we can call the light, to move more through you in your life. And that can really shift things in this world and it shifts things within us, it's in that fullness. And when we're experiencing that fullness, the light goes out and touches others automatically and uplifts all that's around you and within you. And I think that that's really a wonderful focus for life is to keep focused and keep your eyes towards the light. So I'm going to just move into the, keep this going into the next excerpt now.
1: It's like if we knock, the doors are opened. As you give, you receive. As you receive, you can give. So the more you can receive, the more you can give, the more you are the abundant giver of life. And all around you thrive. Not in terms of greed, but only in terms of manifesting that that is necessary for life at this point. The thing we do need is to know that we are the manifester of <sighs> And that we are also abundant in God. The God inside of us as us and the greater God outside that is that of all things. And we do have power. We have that power that is God.
0: You know, again, it's, it's really about attuning inside. And, and one of the ways to move into that in a practical way in my life, how I do that, is through meditation, through spiritual exercises, and each morning... My general practice is I wake up and I listen to JR Meditation called the Luxor Meditation. And that's something that I have put up as a podcast is that full Luxor Meditation for Peace and Harmony. And I'll listen to that. And it's a way of bringing the light more into my consciousness, into my body, uh, through the chanting of the sacred tones and then move into spiritual exercises which is that moving into allowing the mind and the emotions just to quiet, just to move into that presence inside, to move back, focusing in into the third eye area inside the head. Near the pituitary gland is where it generally resides within, if you were to put it into the physical structure. And just putting that attention there, chanting, those sacred tones, listening, and just listening in the silence and listening what's there, and then moving on that. And when you actually move into and hear that sound current, that's the the energy that we're talking about here, that is the light and sound of God. In your expression into this world, it's really the giving and the receiving. So we're going to move to the next excerpt.
1: But if you cannot transcend the body limitations and the restrictions, then you cannot receive the abundance that is abundant. And we call that spirit. It that is. When you have that, when you have turned to the traveler who says, I am always with you. Christ said, I am with you, lo, I am with you even unto the end. That is present. It's always been there. We don't have to deal in terms of biblical scripture or cultish interpretation. We know that the Christ is the divine link to the Father. It's just an axiomatic, very simple statement. Like, this microphone is a link to those speakers. It's just, that's the way it is. And it's not a matter of subject or a debate. For those who are debating, they're not looking. They're seeing the lack. I don't see it, so therefore it's not. They're seeing the lack. And those who say, I don't see it, but therefore it might be, Blessed are those who have the faith of seeing, but who don't see, who believe without the evidence. They're blessed because they're dealing in abundance. And the others who have to see before they can believe are dealing in lack. So they cannot manifest the spirit, the Christ form. They're going to manifest the Judas form, that that will betray, that that will separate, that that will cut aside. We have a challenge because that's the psychic world. The Judas is the psychic world. It promises you everything and it doesn't deliver a thing. It delivers enough to have you invest all and then you manifest failure and you wonder why. And it's like you gambled in the psychic world. We say, well, but it came out there, and I got this big house came in, and I knew it was for me, and I put my money in, and I've had trouble with this, and I've had trouble with that, and the plumbing's gone out, and the toilet's gone out, and this has gone out. Why did the light bring that to me? It's like, you manifested lack. That was the worst thing it had that it could give to you and still give you something. Because you demanded, and so you got it. It's like, well, but I couldn't afford a bigger one. You didn't have to afford it, but you didn't have to take that one when it came I didn't. No, you could have been selective and said, Pass, pass. You say, But I'm greedy. That's right. So you took the house and you get to put all these things in it to make it the best around so you can enjoy your greed, so you can enjoy your abundant life. It's a curse. You've been cursed with abundance, abundant repairs. Abundant outgo of cash abundant working working long hours to make the things work So what do we do then we say well, let's manifest it getting done. What's that? Well, it looks like I'm going to have to sit on top of these people until they get it done and I can sit on them in terms of lack How come you didn't do that today? How come that wasn't finished today? (laughs) Or I can sit on them in terms of abundance How's it going? You're getting it up in a hurry. My God, it's moving right along. That's really nice. You fellows really do a great work. When you put yourself to it, you really move that. You understand how you all of a sudden think, that's right. And boy, you go faster than ever. And they then manifest abundance and work beyond that that is their greed and their need. And when they really come through the big way, and if there's new work, you say, I want to hire these people. You've always got employment because you know how to do it. You demonstrated the abundance of your work. You understand what we're talking about? We always go to that one who demonstrates abundance. That one who, like, when you go to them and you start crying on the shoulder, they, they come up and they say, hey, that's okay. And they give you the abundance of understanding. And they move in with you in terms of being with you, but not taking it from you.
0: So there's a lot in that excerpt, really. I mean, the first is so what we were really talking about before with the spiritual exercises, which is the transcending the body limitations and you know moving to that one that's been known by many names that brings you into the more fullness of the spirit and of that awareness and the transcendent qualities of awareness of moving beyond the body and the psychic worlds, and there's a lot of people talking about how to manifest things, how to create things within these psychic worlds. And we touch on that here. And it's important to remember that one of the ways to know and to move as we are creating into this world and using that divine energy is to really be moving into that consciousness for the highest good. Like Jared talked about, the psychic world, if you gamble in that, if you move in that on your greed versus moving on that in the abundance that is, that doesn't always mean taking every seeming opportunity of creating more things. Because you do end up with abundance of things, but in that abundance you can end up with an abundance of upkeep, of having to work a lot more to create a lot more money in order to handle all the repairs of all of that that is in this world rather than being selective and choosing when to move on these things and being selective in your creation and moving into the abundance is something, even if you have created a lot in this world, part of the moving into the abundance is that being responsible for your creations and you can move on that say you do have a lot of repair, say you do have an abundance of things that you've created in this world, how are you managing that? Are you doing it from that consciousness of abundance or lack? And in there, he gave a really great um, example of good management, really, versus riding people and being on top of them from that lack-minded consciousness where you're seeing the lack. It's really reaffirming the positive and asking people how it's going and really listening and really encouraging and being clear with with the direction and encouraging them and acknowledging the successes and giving people the vision for their own success and the success of the project in a way that they start manifesting their own abundance in their life and so as you move into that position of responsible for your creations Rather than seeing that as the burden, you see it as the opportunity for you to move more fully into that abundance. And then he did mention something just briefly at the end that, you know, you're doing that, that you're there with people, not taking it from them, though. And that's that's something in life that's really a great key to learn is how to be with someone without taking away whatever challenges or lessons or work that is theirs to do. And that's really what we call compassion, is you can move with someone without taking it from them. Because once you realize that those difficulties, those things that they're going through are there for them and for their growth and learning, then you can hold and in your abundance of that connection to God's energy, you're supplying that energy, you're giving that of the overflow of that energy to them, and allowing them to tap into that so that they gain the strength within them to overcome and transcend in their lives. Recently, and I think that the next excerpt might go into this even more, but in that last excerpt, Jared talked about just holding off or or maybe not taking that, being more selective about creation. So recently I bought some properties and... One of them, uh, we're developing into a small retreat center, retreat grounds. And as we move forward with that process, uh, me and my partners in that, there are definitely things that come up and, and ideas that as we get more details, as we get more information as we look at the realities of the availability of our funding and the availability of how we're going to do what we want to do. We've really discussed and shifted on how to move forward, what the best ways, and, and it's a constantly moving thing. We maintain the vision, but there have been times where we go, you know what, let's be prudent. Let's not overextend ourselves let's not put ourselves in a position where we're going to get ourselves into a trouble in terms of taking on more than is necessary yes, of course we want all of it right now, but there may be a better process that's step by step that really allows us to even prove ourselves and gives us more time in that before we just jump in and so we've we've really addressed different things and and to me that's one way where you're just flowing with how this creation is going and then going, okay, you know, it's more prudent right now. It's better in our creation to maybe not create as much and to adjust how we're looking at it so that we're coming from that com- conservation-minded aspect of resources. And knowing that there's infinite supply, but there's a responsibility of management of upkeep and how we're handling that. So let's go to this next excerpt.
1: There are many new age type of communities that are coming on the planet. There are new people opening jobs, businesses, but it's a well-known fact that they're failing. It's a well-known fact. They open the business in the terms of abundance. It's greed, Because if they were really doing it in terms of abundance, the spirit inside of them would have said, don't open that store now. You don't have enough behind you to carry through that period where it's going to be rough and you're going to fail and then you're going to manifest failure consciousness from then on. And you're going to tell people, don't go into business in that store, you'll fail. And you're going to be the purveyor of doom and the purveyor of failure. Well, often you see we can't just like place it out like, well, I I feel abundant so I'm going to do it. I've talked with a lot of you in this room here in terms of like buying things and doing this. And I've said, no, no, not now, not now. Why? We do not have the abundance yet. We're still in a saving position. We're still in an accumulation position. We're accumulating. And when we get that accumulated, we will manifest abundance like you can't believe. And in that manifestation, a lot of people are going to come forward and say, wow, let me be in that. And we say, Fine, because it must be a blessing for all. You can't say, oh no, you can't participate because you weren't there in the beginning. It's like, hey, what kind of a curse you laid on me with your abundance? If it's abundant, how come I can't participate? Now some people will come into something and they can't participate in terms of finances. But they can participate in terms of energy and aliveness and high states of cooperation and clarity of vision and thinking but still not have financial wherewithal. And other people can come in with millions of dollars and be so negative and rip the organization apart that they got to go. Because they're not in the state of manifesting the consciousness of the beloved. They're in a state of ripping it down. And so for them, for them, and for the sake of the community, you have to say, go, until you can change that. If they say, well, it's just something I'm going to temporarily, we say, stay, but get through it because we must be allowed to go through our times of stress. When we're growing, that stress is breaking out of that old pattern and going to the new, and we're just shattering all the shells around us, and it can be very painful as we learn new knowledge about, I didn't know they did that to me. God. And that pain we go through is the breaking of those crystallizations regarding them. They come around again. We say, later. It's like, how come you're not involved? It's like, they taught me, I learned, it was painful, but I'm not in it. Say, what are you doing now? Say, I'm doing these things, I'm abundantly going this way instead of fulfilling their lack and getting hurt again. Often we do that, we fulfill people's lack. Do you understand that? We fulfill people's lack. It's the old statement, misery loves company. And so we pull people to us because poor people have poor ways because they lack the abundance manifestation.
0: So there was a lot in that, and it, it continued with what I was talking about in terms of how I've applied that in my own life recently, and really looking at how people come around as you move into success, and how that is beneficial, because if you're having proper success, it's really a success for all. It's really beneficial to others as well. And part of that maintaining that is not fulfilling other people's lack. And if people come in in that other consciousness that's not in alignment, um, then you are careful and you you don't allow them to bring down what you're doing and you maintain that focus. And I, and I really did experience that a lot with JR, where he had a very clear purpose, a very clear way of doing things and he was very clear inside of him on what his work was and what his purpose was and the direction he was going and if you were around him you needed to be on that purpose as well and you need to be someone who's bringing value to that and if you're involved in the organizations you needed to also bring value to the organization rather just take from the organization and those who brought value to the group would end up receiving even greater value. At least that was often my experience with that. And those people who were not in that line, they would be asked to leave or would leave because they just weren't on that same frequency of what we were there doing and what he was holding. And so that was something that sometimes it didn't even seem very comfortable or or very pleasant, very nice. But the niceness, even if the expression didn't seem nice, you know, the niceness was that it maintained the abundance for all those involved and who were going in that direction. And so that's really something to look at because, as he said, poor people have poor ways. And there is that opportunity though, where when people come around and, and they may be expressing that and you have a conversation with them, just, and just be like, Hey, you know, this is what we're doing. This is the direction I'm going in, or this is what we're going, the direction we're going in here. And what you're doing is not in alignment with that. So if you're going to continue that, you need to go. And if they say, Hey, I'm just going through something and I, I, know that I have these patterns, but I'm working on it, then it's like, sure, stick around. We'll hold with you as you move into that, while also not letting them bring it down. Part of that is to observe and to be honest with others. Be honest with yourself, to observe what people's behavior is, not necessarily what their words are, to listen to what they're saying to observe as well, and to really maintain that higher purpose of the highest good, and to act on that. So let's move into what I think I'm going to have is the last excerpt for this episode.
1: And so we come to that moment where we say, well, I don't have to fear failure. I got an abundance of it. I'm abundantly failed. I should care. What can they possibly take from me? I got Nothing. I might as well shoot for everything. And that's the manifestation of abundance. And not be afraid that if you lose it again, or if you win all and you lose all, that you'll be a failure and be terrible. You already know what it is. I've often said to people, you know, you might be cursed if you go out on a job first thing and make a lot of money first time out. It could be a curse. Be very careful. They think, how could it be a curse? I say, well, how will you handle it if you lose it all? I say, oh my God, don't talk to me about that. I say, but you know, the way these things are going with that work you're in, you could lose. They say, well, what would you suggest? I say, well, it might be nice if you really go broke in a hurry and find out how to handle that and find out how to handle failure in terms of academic processes like, aha, I see it does this, 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 and not call yourself a failure. My business failed, not I failed. My business failed. But it was manifesting lack all along anyway, and I tried to keep hanging on to it, thinking one day it'll do abundance and hoping it would last another day. And abundance never came in because I manifested lack. Is it like positive thinking? In a sense, yeah, but it's more than that. It's positive movement, positive activity. But knowing that your supply is not in the other person or the environment but the supply is in God who resides inside of you, and you can tap your own well of joy and bring it forward.
0: So I was just recently talking to someone who was involved in the markets, and they were pretty new to trading in the markets. And they had that day been in the markets. They released the non-farm payrolls report, which if you've never done any trading, that can be a very volatile moment in time and he was very new and didn't realize that and had lost a lot of the money that he <laughs> was working with. I had that conversation with him that Jared was just talking about, which is it might be good to lose that money right away. Because if you start like making that money right away and you think that that's how it goes, then when you do finally lose, it can be extremely devastating <laughs> and. It's one of those things that many, many years ago when I was trading, I had that experience and and I consider it that it it was, I was paying for my education. It didn't feel good then. And I definitely lost a a fair amount of money in the beginning until I recognized that that. You know, I'm better investing and, and how to, what my psychology is in terms of how I'm going to be involved in, in investing or trading or any of that financial games. Recognizing that your business failed. If you're in a business and you fail, it's like recognizing that the business failed, you didn't fail. It's not you. And then knowing where your supply comes from and recognizing that. And then even in the midst of that, that failure, That there is this God inside that has this infinite supply and that that's where it comes from. And sometimes when you're involved in new businesses and in new ventures that you end up paying money to learn. And that's part of the education in this world. You know, some people go to college and and some people go into business. Some people do both. But you know, when you go into business, it's a different kind of pain for your education than when you go to college and pay for education. You you get a lot of book learning in college, and then you get some real world learning when you go into the real world, especially if you are being entrepreneurial or starting your own business or creating your own thing. And that's something that can be a wonderful way to express in this world, and it's also something where you can spend money to learn from how how this world works, how business works. And that's something that I definitely was involved in. And, and so when Jer talked about that in the seminar, just losing money first thing out versus later on how that can be a blessing, just reminded me of this person I was literally talking to this last week about that. And it also reminds me of this concept that was in I believe it was in The Rich Dad, Poor Dad, uh, which is a great book. And he talked about the difference, and I'm just going to be recalling this from memory versus actually reading it to you, but said something along the lines of, being broke is temporary. Being poor is permanent. Being broke is just a matter of numbers and money and That doesn't mean you're broke inside of you, you're broke in your consciousness. You can still have a wealth-minded consciousness, even if you don't have money. In fact, it's regardless of whether you have money, you can have that wealth consciousness. But being poor, that's something that's inside of you that's a way of looking at things. If you're poor, you can have a lot of money and still be very poor inside. And so, as we've been discussing in this podcast and in others, the solution to all of that is to tap into that source of abundance and be aware of that and grow into the fullness of God's abundance by becoming abundant and by recognizing that abundance. And until you recognize it, Just be grateful for what is. Start seeing the blessings. And as Jared talked about in another of the excerpts we played here, about moving into that abundance as a faith process before you you don't have to see it before you move into it. And so just moving into that, being open to that energy, to the light, to the fullness, and to the experience of that. And wherever you are. And then moving with that fullness into whatever creations, responsibilities, and keep going. Really, that's one of the keys is you just keep going. Keep going towards the light. Keep going towards the fullness. Keep going towards that experience inside of you of the greater wealth of being. Because there is no greater wealth than that of a higher consciousness. So continue moving that consciousness of yours into the higher thoughts, into the higher realms. Continue moving into that greater expansion. Even when things seem to be contracting around you, maintain that expansive consciousness of tuning inward to the source, which is that loving, which is that caring, and start giving of that caring to others, and you'll automatically move into that abundance, into God's abundance. All right, that's it for this podcast. And if you want more information, you can go to my website, transcend.online. If you would like to work with me in coaching, you can also reach me through my website at transcend.online. God bless you all and until next time, uh, have an abundant experience living your life. Free. Free. Just forgive yourself, come on, let it be cause I'm free.